Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 241. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis. Thank you for listening. Uh, what's happening here is I'm saying some words and then I'm going to read you the latest blog and then after that I'm going to sing you a song. Most of you know that already, but just in case, just in case, I feel like I forget to to do that a little like, oh, here's what you're doing here. And uh, I'm reminded of it by like, whenever I tune into a podcast I've never listened to before, and I'm like, what's happening? Will someone please explain what's happening? Like people just launch in and then nobody knows what's going on. So uh, I'm not getting, you know, heaps of new listeners a day, but, uh, but just in case it feels like we we can all use a little acclimation, I think. Um, how, how's everybody hanging in there? Woo. Um, today's, uh, blog is, uh, inspired by my daily trip to the bagel shop. Uh, my, my bagel shop around the corner. I don't normally get bagels all the time, but this bagel shop is also a coffee shop. They also have coffee and it's good. Uh, and they have a a tent and perhaps more significant than the tent, they have heat lamps, which so few places have, which, you know, they, they wouldn't have had them in the past. They, nobody's sure what to do. Especially now a lot of people are going back to indoor dining, in, insanely. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of the only places like I can sit outside and have a coffee and not freeze to death. So, so I go there <laughs> a lot. And this, this blog is, is one of a few that have happened at the bagel store because um, it's what's happening. <laughs> it's literally the only place I go. So you get an inside scoop of the toast and roast in Astoria, New York. More often than than perhaps you would have ever expected. <laughs> uh, so, uh, without further ado, let me read it to you. It is called, You Can't Live in Fear. I overheard this old school New York guy talking with an old school Eastern European lady at my local bagel shop. He said to her, you can't live in fear, after she expressed her concern about the virus. He was telling her how he went inside for a dinner party and she expressed her disapproval. She doesn't see her friends. She doesn't go out. What is he doing? He tells her she can't live in fear. Oh, no? She can't live in fear? Yes, she can. So can I. I lived in fear for the last five years, actually, and I was nowhere near at risk as many people. How about all those who had to go into sanctuary because of predatory ice raids? How about those who had to worry about every knock on the door? Or those who could be shot at the whim of a police officer who would never be held accountable for your murder? You think those folks weren't, aren't living in fear? Believe me, you can live in fear. It sucks, but you can do it. Fear can keep you alive in dangerous conditions. That is its prime benefit. You ignore it at your peril. We are all perfectly capable of living in fear. And honestly, our feelings don't matter. Whether or not we're afraid, we should still stay home. 
not because of fear, but because it's the way to beat the virus, or at least be one less possible factor in spreading it. It's such an odd disconnect, this notion that somehow taking care of our fellow human beings is living in fear. A moment after this man told this woman that she couldn't live in fear, he was telling her to never touch anything to do with electricity. I laughed to myself. Why shouldn't she try and fix her electrics if she wants to, I thought. She can't live in fear. This guy wouldn't see why I find his concern for her and electricity a little funny, given his lack of concern for the virus. For him, electricity is real. It's tangible. She could shock herself. But somehow the virus is not real to him, even though it's just as dangerous as playing with electricity. To me, this guy going indoors to his friend's apartment and having dinner parties where they're clearly unmasked is just as risky as having a fraying wire in your electrics. It might not shock you. You might be fine. But it is risky. And not just to you. Also, staying safe and protecting others is not actually living in fear. It's living in kindness. It's sacrificing one's own desire for sociability and normalcy for the greater good. You think the rest of us don't want to have dinner with our friends? That we're just hunkering down at home because we're fraidy cats? No, dude, no. Personally, I want nothing more than to cozy up with some friends in some tiny apartment where we just eat and drink and sing and hug each other. I don't really have a fear about doing that, but I recognize that anyone involved in that dream dinner party is putting others at risk. To put it in terms you can understand, fella at the bagel shop, we'd be playing with electricity. When you play with electricity, you might get burned. Or you could set your place on fire and the fire spreads. So depending on the circumstances, your whole block could go up in flames. Living in fear isn't fun. No one wants to do it. But saying you can't live in fear doesn't justify taking risks with the lives of the people around you. This guy who congratulated himself for not living in fear and going to parties, is now having a bagel, face-to-face, unmasked with a woman who has been taking every precaution. It's her life he's risked, really. Somehow this phrase of living in fear has become a kind of chant that charms the hearers into silence. All across the country, people are congratulating themselves for not living in fear while their neighbors get rushed to the hospital and put on ventilators. You can live in fear. And for those who haven't yet been afraid, you probably should for a little while. Or at least as long as it takes to actually start wearing masks and keeping your distance. So there we have the latest toast and roast based blog post. I mean, the thing that's funny about trying to blog right now is that, like, I'm not doing anything. Like, it's not like I'm out there, like, engaging with the artistic world. So, like, literally what happens at the Toast and Roast 
is what I'm writing about or like what I'm watching on television. Like the, this is this is what there is. I mean, there is a little bit more. I'm not um, it's not just that, obviously, but it feels like it's a little bit of like it's just it's, it's just a different it's a different quality of of uh, inspiration. Like it, t- it takes sitting at the bagel shop going like, is there anything to write about ever again? And usually it's something that happens at the bagel shop or something I saw on television, which is going to be next week's blog. Uh, I wrote that one. uh, I I posted it last night. So uh, that one's coming up next week. Um, (laughs) I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for listening to to this adventure in uh, keeping myself sane. Right. So uh, if you like the blog cast, both or either one or the other or both. uh, Thank you. That's awesome. And please tell someone about it. If you if you have someone to tell you tell about it, Um, you could tell your cat, you know, if you're if you're on your own. I'm sure I'm sure cats love blog casts. Actually, I'm sure I'm not sure they do. But uh, <laughs> yes, please share if you have some sharing to do. Um, it's always much appreciated. Thank you so much for those of you who do that. Um, and, uh, if you would like to support the, 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 the podcast, you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com slash Emily R Davis. That's me. Uh, and then there's also Kofi and PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. Um, and if you have not yet heard the dragoning, please do. Um, I just got a notice that we are number 356 in audio drama in Japan. So that is not a very impressive number. But we were 54 in Australia for a little while there in January. So that's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, so the song today is uh, I was really trying to, I was like, what's it going to be? And I was like, I've already done Kid Fears. <laughs> I did it like years ago. I can't do Kid Fears again. It was literally the only song I could think of about fear for a little while. And then uh, that, then I thought of Toad the Wet Sprocket. Any Toad the Wet, Wet Sprocket fans out there? Uh, I had totally forgot that they even existed. But this song uh, kind of came back to me. And uh, it is called Whatever I Fear. And it's actually perfect for this uh, blog. So, you know, it took a little, you know, waiting for the song Inspiration to Strike, but I got it. And uh, yeah, this this um, was kind of the song for me, for them. I'm not, it may have been their hit, their only hit. Do they have others? I'm going to have to do some research. Sorry, I should have gotten my Toad the Wet Sprocket uh, details ready for you. But now, now you have a project <laughs> if you want one. Uh, so this is, uh, on ukulele, little toad, the wet sprocket, whatever I fear. Um, it's, it, I mean, part partly what I enjoy about the song is, um, it, it's got a, it's, it's really, a, it drives, you know what I mean? Um, which is a little hard to do solo on a ukulele, but, uh, but I gave it a shot. What the heck? Right. Anyway, uh, here is Whatever I Fear. There's almost nothing left. You eat my kind for breakfast. What did I expect? To come here and find anyone? Find open arms. 
love so much. You eat my kind for breakfast. You eat my kind. Whatever I fear the most is whatever I see before me. Whenever I let my guard down. Whatever I was ignoring. Whatever I fear the most is whatever I see before me. Whatever. Whatever.